0: Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time, had a long time ago. Think about funky.
1: As always, we hope that the sunshine is bright in your life. Now, I don't know if it's bright outside or not. Adam says we will get sunshine during the day today. I have not had a chance to check. Let me do a quick check. Did you poke your nose out during the break, by any chance? I did
2: not. Uh, let me. It says we're up to 37 here.
1: Yeah. Let me just do a. Let me do a one quick check. Let me just see. Let's take a look at Two Mile Hill traffic cam here. Uh, I don't think it's sunny, but it's not cloudy. It's sort of a mixture of sun and clouds out there. So, all right. Well, we're looking for a uh, partly cloudy day today with some sunshine mixed in. It's looking nice outside. Look at the traffic cams. Traffic flowing quickly, by the way, everywhere, as far as I can tell. Uh, But we are looking for a partly cloudy day, some sunshine mixed in, rain showers after dark tonight. Uh, and maybe into tomorrow morning. High today will be around 47. Tomorrow, pretty much the same as today. And then the weekend is going to be clear and sunny skies will be in the 50s or close to 50 uh, or in the 50s for much of the weekend. 38 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Uh, I guess still 36. I didn't check all this stuff. I didn't do my work during the break. Sorry about that. I think it's 36 degrees at the uh, Highlands, 38 in Elm Grove, and you said we are up to we're up to 37, 37 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Excuse I got to ask you this.
2: Yes, sir. Now we got a boost a couple times in the past couple weeks. Uh, hot chocolate, uh, biscuits. And I'm not kidding. I get a boost when Rick and Sarah come in. They're good. You know, I want to hear about the things in Moundsville. And did you notice? It's like they're they're a joint at the hip, Howard. They're they're really
1: really good. They they are in sync together. Hey, boss, some, Bob, someone's here for you. He's going to frisk me. <laughs> Chief Schwartzberg is here. Uh, no, I agree with you, Bob. Uh, that, that's good, Chief. You can sit right there. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Those two, uh, uh, Sarah Woodshaw and Rick Healy. They just, they they finish each other's sentences, you know? They're really good. I
2: don't know how they do down at the the city building, Howard, but they do really good here in the radio station. I
1: stepped away uh, during one of the breaks. Did I hear them both say they had had done radio like a John Marshall or something like that? Rick
2: was talking about his days down at uh, John Marshall High School, and I don't know about Sarah. I thought I heard her say that, but I could be wrong. Anyways, first of all, I think they know
1: what they're talking about. They've got a vision for Moundsville, which is good, uh, and they just really work well together. and you're right. They're just upbeat people. Make you feel positive. Make, you know, make, it, make me feel good. 9-12 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's been a busy morning, and we've had a lot of stuff to talk about. One more thing I want to talk about before I want repeat thing, then I'll get to the Wheeling's police chief. Um, and, again, it's a thank you to Bob Slider. Oh, not for the glazed donuts. That, that too, but it's, it's gone now. The glazed donut is long gone. For turning me on to the uh, HBO show True Detective. Season four. Season four. I watched season one, one of my favorite shows of all time, but it really had gone down uh, in quality over the last couple of years. Season four is out. Um, Bob said, oh, it's gonna good. You're going to watch it. I, well, I had to fight with my wife to get time to watch it. But, man, I'm telling you, two and a half uh, episodes into it uh, last night, some eight-episode eight, series, eight episode miniseries, mm is it good?
2: Yeah, and if you've been sitting around asking yourself, man, I'd like to watch something really, really good, good television, well, we just
1: told you where it's at. Chief, do you watch crime shows, or is, or is it too much for you to watch uh, detective shows or crime shows? <laughs> is it, you got enough of it in real life.
3: You know, the uh, the television-produced ones, eh, not so much. But I don't mind a good uh, crime documentary.
2: Do you? Yeah. You yeah. watch those kind of things? Yeah, I yeah. do. How do they solve those crimes in an hour, Chief?
3: It's uh it's quite fascinating, isn't
1: it? <laughs> doesn't in all seriousness, doesn't that create somewhat of a problem for you? Because people expect look, we watch Law and Order. We see how Lenny Briscoe bam bam bam, it's done by before before ten o'clock. You know? I'm,
3: I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't have DNA today, yeah. you know, jurors are impacted by that. Really? Right? True. Mean, yeah, they they think that because there's so much television being watched that right. that you're automatically if there's a guilty If you have a case that, you know, the subject is guilty, there should be some DNA. Yeah. So what you're saying,
2: DNA is even better than a witness saying that man did it or that woman did it. DNA is better.
3: In some cases, yes.
1: Yeah, I think DNA is, I'm just, I'm guessing I don't want to speak for the chief. I think DNA is probably considered by maybe jurors as scientific. You know, how can it be wrong? Witnesses can sometimes be wrong, but boy, you bring me. Yeah, and, and what started that, Howard? What what? OJ. 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 It was the OJ case. All that, absolutely all that started that during that. Did you watch the OJ case?
3: I was working too much, but yeah. I, you know I would catch the highlights. Yeah.
1: Okay. I want to talk about uh, the crime stats that came out. We'll do that after a quick break here. Williams Police Chief is here with us on the Watchdog Morning Show.
2: Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit libertydistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog, Now with our 20,000 products, training videos and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years.
1: Save big money on your next project right now at Menards. Add insulation to your home and keep the cold air out with Owens Corning Pink Fonular Insulation. A well-insulated home can save you up to 15% on your energy bills while keeping your family warm and cozy inside. Plus, these pink panels are available in many different sizes to fit any project. Pick up your pink insulation panels and start saving today. Now at Menards.
0: Save big money.
2: When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands, with a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it, just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Don't just listen, be part of all of our
1: shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Call or text us at 304 214 1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Your direct connection to the Watchdog. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
0: England swings like a pendulum, Oh, uh, I like this. Song. Bobby's like this. on bicycles, two by two. Westminster Abbey, the tower of Big Ben. The rosy red cheeks of the little children. Is that Roger Miller Hour? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: 9-16 hey. Watchdog Morning Show hey. on Thursday. Wheeling's hey. Police hey. Chief Sean Sportsbrack goes with us. Sean, uh, chief, um, first, first of all, I have to chuckle. You said you, you don't get out driving around as much because you're in your office most of the time. Streetscape kind of caught you by I'm unawares here a little bit this morning.
3: It uh, it did shock me. I was uh, unprepared. <laughs> you have to be a smart rat to find your way around downtown. <laughs> you really need to know know your way or know your way
1: around town, Chief. Every year I ask you to come in and talk about the crime stats when the annual report comes out. Uh, this was an interesting one this year. Sort of a split report. Uh, a number of crimes decreased in the past year, and that's good. But in some pretty important areas they went up let's talk about first of all let's just talk about how the report comes out we do this every year but you divide the crimes into a couple of different categories right
3: that's correct and i just want to say this too you know we we just released the stats because i think it's the right thing to do people sure. want to see what the data reveals yeah. for their city but we're not trying to make a statement or anything um these numbers are well you, is a good you report.
1: but you have you have made your department a data-driven department over, uh, over the years absolutely yeah.
3: absolutely, probably uh, upper echelon of most important positions in the agency is our crime analyst. He just does a f- fantastic job. I know I, I tout him every time I'm in here, but it's really valuable to have, that but position. it's important
1: for the public to, to know some of this stuff as well.
3: I believe so. Yes.
1: So talking about the different kinds of crimes.
3: So group A's are your more serious crimes. So your, your violent crimes, your robbers, Armed robberies, yes, those kind of robberies, robberies, homicides, which, you know, we're fortunate in Wheeling. We do not have a lot of violent crime. Um, and then your group B offenses are your more misdemeanor. Um, nuisance. Uh, nuisance type stuff, yes. So drug, po- simple drug possession, uh, drunk in public, uh, loitering, things of that nature, trespass are considered group B offenses. So yeah. what we try to do and what I believe in is why we do a geographic policing and problem, what they call problem-oriented policing, is you try to focus – on crime trends, you see an area of the city that is starting to ramp up with the number of either calls for service or actual crimes committed. And you throw resources at that, try to bring that down and nip that in the bud. And if it, by doing so, and by attacking Group B or nuisance offenses, you're actually going to bring down group a offenses. Because that was my
1: if, question. I mean, I think I've heard it called in some cities broken windows or something, but if you can if you can catch the crimes at a lower level, what would you call the group b, the right. nuisance type things, it stops them from escalating to bigger issues.
3: If you leave those group b offenses or or disregard those crime trends as they appear, by all, yeah, absolutely by leaving that unabated, those individuals are going to move on to commit more serious crimes. Now, group a. I
1: think I've, I, I'm, I'm, I have this report in front of me, but I'm doing this to remember. I think Group B pretty much stayed unchanged this year to a large extent.
3: It did. I mean, I think it was uh, slightly up, which means that, you know, that's most likely going to bring down your Group A, which is what we want. We want Group A's to be lower and lower. We had a not so good year last year. Those numbers kind of spiked up. But uh, this year it was really good. And we, we brought them all back down to kind of where they're where they usually lie.
1: What is the uh, – we're going to talk about the drug issue in a minute here. But setting that aside, specifically, what kinds of problems do you do you see prevalent, growing, that you think it's important to focus on?
3: Well, it's property crimes. It's, it's, but that's – again, that all comes back and circles back to the drug problem, mm-hmm. right? So the majority of our, our property crimes, theft, uh, burglary, things of that nature, primarily theft is driven by those who uh, are suffering from substance use disorder, addicted to narcotics, and are going to steal uh, anything that's not tied down to help pay for that, uh, for that addiction.
1: Some of the increases in the drug-related crimes, the one that just obviously just jumped out at me like crazy, were the, uh, the overdose deaths this year. Now, no, no, there were also overdose cases, but the overdose de- deaths, 136% increase this year over last?
3: Yeah. Um, yes, that's scary number, right?
1: But, yeah, but but you now the way you said that it sounds like it's maybe I'm interpreting it wrong.
3: Well, no, you're not. I mean, that's something that we, we we were very excited last year because we had dropped significantly. But if you look at the last four years, the 26 overdose deaths we had, which is way too many. I mean, one is way too many. Uh, but we we were back up to you know 28 in 2021. 25 and 2020. We just had a really good year last year, and we're excited about some of our efforts maybe making an impact. So we're disappointed that those jumped back up, but they're not so outrageous that, uh, I mean, they're still down or close to the same as they were three, four years ago.
1: What does it say to you, though? What's the message you take from this?
3: Well, there's no doubt that fentanyl is what's killing people, okay? So um, you have two things happening. You have what we call pressed fentanyl. These are. This is a synthetic that's been pressed to look pressed into a pill form to look like uh, a Percocet or or, or an Oxy. Okay, let me let me. I know nothing,
1: thank heavens, about this kind of stuff. So fentanyl is a pill. I mean, I really I don't know. Do you snort it? Do you show? Do you do shoot it. it? You can.
3: You I, can I don't do know it anything. All. About you can really? do it all. But what's happening? is someone who is addicted on the street is maybe purchasing what they believe to be a Percocet pill. So that's one of the ways that they're, when I say they're Mexican cartels, quite honestly. Really? Um, you know, the the uh, chemicals come from China. The the cartels in Mexico produce it, and they press it into pill form, and they ship it into the United States. And that's prevalent across the country at this point and in, as much as it is in Wheeling. Um, so you're you're what you're what's happening is you just don't know any better you think you're taking a percocet which you've taken before and now all of a sudden it's just a pill packed full of fentanyl and you overdose and if you're not uh, prepared for an overdose, uh, you may die and I think that's what's happening. The other thing that happens is fentanyl is being cut into other narcotics. We're finding fentanyl mixed with uh, marijuana really so you know again you're not recognizing or Intentionally putting fentanyl into your body, but it's there. Um, and then some people actually want to take fentanyl because it's a powerful, high. But isn't it? A, I mean,
1: well, I, I suppose if you're taking drugs, it's stupid to begin with, but isn't that about as stupid as you can get, intentionally taking fentanyl? I mean, it is a deadly drug, right?
3: Well, addiction is very powerful. And to answer your question, I agree with you. Yes, it is. But. Uh, I, and and I've referenced this, uh, this video that I watched because it even as a police veteran for many years, it, it just shocked me. And this was a video that was, that was filmed by our drug task force with a hidden camera. Uh, in so a this house, was local? This was local. A house full of maybe five individuals uh, joking, laughing, talking about dying. So, you know, so-and-so said, I died last week. And, and they're talking about overdosing, mm-hmm. right, and, and, and the fact that Narcan revived them. Uh, but there was some. There was probably some fentanyl in the in the area, and they wanted it. They wanted that. They felt a little more secure because of Narcan, Loxone. Um, but they want that because it is a more powerful high. So once you're addicted, you want the strongest. You always the want best, the higher and higher high. Higher and fentanyl will give that to you. Um, but it is very scary, and it's it's like playing Russian roulette.
1: Narcan, the thing that I would, again, I, I, the, my problem is, and you just caught, caught me out, I think logically and addicts don't think logically, so it's, it's difficult. But Because to me, the other thing I would think is that Narcan doesn't always work or you can't always count on Narcan saving your life.
3: And, and that's another, um, and I'm not a scientist, Howard, so I can't speak uh, too eloquently about this, but there's another drug that we're finding. So a lot of the needles that, uh, throughout the state um, that, are, that are brought in for needle exchange programs um, are tested because, and that's very smart, because we want to see what kind of drugs are in sure. those needles. And we're finding a drug called xylazine. And it's my understanding that, and it's also known as trank. It's also a synthetic. It's not for human consumption, but it, it is. Um, but is that I, I believe um, my understanding is that that drug will counteract the Narcan. So therefore, it makes it a more, little more difficult to revive someone if, with, Narcan. If yeah, with Narcan. If there's a mixture of fentanyl, uh, you overdose, uh, the xylazine is present, it may adversely impact the Narcan. I, I, I believe that's correct. That may be something that we're seeing because I know that we've seen xylazine in the Wheeling area as well.
1: What do you, as a police department, as a police chief, as a force, what do you do looking at these numbers? How, how do you respond? Uh, what's what's your game plan? Looking at the numbers,
3: so um, I think we had a very success. There's two two. This is a two prong answer, so bear with me. So uh, I think last year's results, 2022's results, were because of some significant uh, large drug operations that where we took a lot of dope off the streets. Gotcha. Were successful. So that's one. That's one way that we're going to try to continue. Um, to focus, and again, using geographic uh, policing, problem-oriented policing, focusing on those areas where we know drugs are being sold. But you always got to think outside the box as well. So one of the things that we've done um, that I believe that um, was successful in addition to some of these large operations is we do a lot of mental health training. It's called crisis intervention training. love to come back on the show and talk uh, more at length about that. Uh, But it's a partnership that we have with Northwood. Uh, where we have mobile crisis response. So every time that we have an overdose, and we've had three in the last 24 hours, we just sent out another overdose alert. I, the I want to ask about that in a minute, yeah. So, um, you know, primarily the overdose victim is going to be transported to the hospital. At that point, we've activated Northwood. Their mobile crisis response will meet us there. We do what we call a soft handoff. So I'm done with my investigation. Charges probably not going to occur, um, especially if we can. Uh, coax this individual into some sort of of treatment treatment, plan and that's what the the mobile crisis responders from Northwood will do in addition to that so the plan for next year um, there's an organization out of Charleston West Virginia called First Choice Services excellent organization very well run they do a lot of stuff they're the 988 Mm helpline if you've ever heard of that Um, they have become involved in CIT on a state level and they CIT, Crisis Intervention. Crisis intervention Training. So we've worked very closely with them. You know, City of Wheeling Police Department is the first uh, to bring CIT to West Virginia. Um, it started, it's taking hold now. I'm actually uh, teaching at the West Virginia Associ- Association of Counties next Monday um, regarding CIT. But First Choice Services has just received a grant to um, bring on five what they call peer support specialists. So these are folks who are in recovery. So they have a life experience Ah. and we're actually going to hire one and uh, they will be embedded into the Wheeling PD. So they will also either be able to respond to our overdoses or if I'm an officer working my beat, getting to know the folks in my beat and I recognize that Howard Monroe has a drug problem. um, You know, he's a good guy. Otherwise, he's hard to deal with when he's when he's high. Um, I could. Maybe call this co- guy this call or this, girl or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Call this peer support person, to link them together, and that peer support person will do some case management and continue to work. We'll make visits. Uh, this is n- no cost to the city. First Choice Services pays f- for this individual fully. They just We just give them a space to work out of, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about that program. We should be advertising for that position, hopefully in the next couple weeks.
1: Uh, and I would assume from what I know, I mean, obviously – it's uh, For someone who is an addict, talking to someone who has been there is probably better than, I don't know, no offense, talking to Chief Schwarzweger.
3: Absolutely. I, I've, I've actually went to the hospital during an overdose investigation just to try to – I, I, like yourself, I'm not – I've never used narcotics. Um, but but I've went – And met and talked to these folks and tried to learn and 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 you're right I mean there's I'm just not going to have much of an impact dressed like I am today standing over you in a hospital bed Um, sometimes it may work primarily they're going to listen to someone who can relate to to what they're experiencing do
1: your officers any of your officers have special training in this themselves
3: yeah, so the, the crisis intervention training, I have, uh, I have two members of the agency who are actually CIT instructors. Uh, as I mentioned, we were the first to bring it to the state of West Virginia, something that I, um, that I was familiar with where I was previously employed in Virginia. But, um, yeah, Officer John Wolfe and Corporal Jason Chambers are CIT instructors, so I will send them throughout the state to teach it. We'll teach it uh, locally. Um, we have we have joined a uh, one mind challenge through the uh, International Association of Chiefs of Police and uh, Department of Justice, where we are, we're committed or we have uh, accepted the challenge to to um, train 100% of our sworn staff over the course of several years in crisis intervention training. Again, that's a whole different thing, unrelated necessarily to to uh, overdoses, but it's more geared towards mental health, and we're seeing a ton of that as well, just mental health crises and some of those folks that are involved with that or experiencing that uh, are committing some of our crimes as
1: well. And you mentioned something a minute ago that I wanted to ask you about. I see every once in a while you issue an overdose alert, Correct. for the community.
3: What
1: What does that mean? You, there, there's there, you, you suspect there's a, a, a a rage of of, of fentanyl coming through? I mean, what what does that exactly mean? I I, I get the concept that they're concerned about overdoses, but what does that mean?
3: So locally, if we send, if the Wheeling Police Department sends out an alert, uh, that means that we have had in the city of Wheeling three overdoses within a 24-hour period. Okay. So the reason that we do that is if you have a loved one who is, uh, you know, a a substance use disorder, um, this may help you kind of monitor them. Maybe you won't loan them that $20. Um, maybe you'll s- stock up on Narcan just in case. But basically, we're trying to tell those that either use or those that know people that use that there is some bad drugs that have entered the city. Uh, we see it from time to time. Um, but that's the, that's the gist behind those overdose alerts is just, hey, heads up, get prepared. Um, maybe this is a good time to stop. Yeah. But but be prepared that you know that, that this could happen. Um, beyond that, we always communicate with West Virginia Fusion Center. We get alerts from um, Franklin County, Ohio, and um, the Columbus area. So we recently received some alerts from them, which bec- and the reason that is is that generally we kind of see that flow coming right through here, coming through here. So and sure enough, it seems like it's coming true again. Um, and so those those alerts are usually internal when we get them from, uh, from the Columbus area uh, for officers to, to kind of ramp up their patrols and whatnot. But it, it, it is a pattern that we try to monitor.
1: We're talking here primarily about incidents, overdose incidents, individuals who are overdosing and how you're dealing with that. Uh, do, do we have, do the stats show it? Are you concerned about I don't I, drug gangs, I guess I'm calling it, or di- is distribution an issue here? I mean, we've been talking about our individuals taking drugs and having a problem. Uh, what about the bigger picture?
3: Well, that's what we target, right? So the, the large operations that I referenced earlier, um, those were larger organizations. I mean, large organizations uh, with direct links to Mexican cartels. Uh, but local players. But, yes, I mean, as far as gangs and, and the, the operation I just talked about, those are really rare Um, but what we do have is individuals or a a set of two three or four people that will come down here from cleveland akron columbus detroit set up shop locally probably link up with uh, in most cases a female Mm -hmm. locally um, set up shop at a residence in a rental unit and then start operations. So that's what we're dealing with mostly, and we're chasing that mostly. And it is it is difficult to get in into that, especially from when an outsider comes in um, like that. Uh, so that's what we're chasing. It's not large, uh, you know, we're not talking about mob-style organizations. Yeah, or I didn't cartel. really mean
1: that. I meant more like the kind of thing. I, I, it's interesting the way you said that because I noticed that, 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 that when you see someone, a couple of people arrested for, distribution or for you know that kind of it does tend to be there always tends to be a female involved uh often we see cleveland or some area like that mentioned uh i mean there is i I, even i could with just by reading the reports can see the profile that is there absolutely how frustrated do your officers get when they in this particular with with this issue
3: well i mean i'm i I think probably very uh, I think the um, the repeat offenders are probably more frustrating. That's a whole other issue: recidivism and, and you know no bonds and low bonds. Um, you know, no officer though is gonna you know walk away or say you know let them die sort of thing re- related to overdoses. They're so they they're so skilled with how to try to revive someone, and we don't even carry Narcan, I I mean, and the fire department is. Always Johnny on the spot, usually gets dispatched before we do. But the officers know what to to look for and and are pretty good, you know, sternum rubs and other ways to try to revive folks that are in that condition.
1: I I would just think, um, and I suppose part of this is the training that your officers have in understanding addiction, because I would just think it has to be, you know, here's Sammy Smith, who we just... D- dealt with a week ago because he overdosed and 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 now he's back again and again it, it has to get frustrating but I guess if you have a better understanding of it through crisis intervention or other kind of training your officers maybe don't get quite as frustrated as I would probably
3: I agree with that and I think that younger officers are are a little more patient and understanding really uh, as opposed to you know older officers like myself but there I mean sure there are frustrations we have people in the city of Wheeling that Overdose seven, eight, nine times. So let's talk about going forward.
1: Uh, we talked about the overdose in general. How do you see twenty twenty four unfolding for the Wheeling Police Department?
3: Well, there's so the issues are multifaceted. Um, we really, really need to focus on finding proactive ways to to get ahead of the drug issues. Um, I've mentioned the whole recidivism, um, you know, and and the low bonds, and I'm very, I am personally very frustrated with that. Uh, j- just an example, I mean, in uh, October, November, just right up the street here, a, a health plan employee was attacked by a subject with a knife, uh, an armed robbery, very dangerous. That is a violent crime. Yeah. That individual um, was indicted in January for armed robbery, uh, and then just this past weekend, arrested by the Wheeling Police Department for committing more felonies because they're not in jail waiting trial. That is a significant amount of frustration, and it happens all the time. Um, so we're hopeful that the prosecutor's office in this case, I think they already have, will revoke that bond and that subject will be incarcerated. But we need to quit worrying about the jail bill and start protecting our citizens. So that's, that's kind of my spiel on that. We're gonna continue to focus on trying to be proactive and using our, our data um, to focus on uh, hotspots. Another whole other issue that, that impacts this is our staffing. Uh, you know we held an open house last night trying to get more young people interested in the profession um, I think that was uh, excuse me a successful event um, so we need to keep if if I had those vacancies filled um, we could be a lot more proactive and could make a lot more impact.
1: Now, I know that one of the problems for years w- getting people to come here was just you had that pretty crappy old <laughs> building you have a brand new building that's got to be a little bit of help in recruiting people but uh, our our are our uh, salaries and benefits somewhat commensurate with
3: other uh, places like this? Uh, absolutely competitive. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, certainly do <laughs> should. Do you want win? more? I know. No, no. Well, not. It's not a matter of one. It's what like. Do you deserve more for what you go ah, through yeah. and what you deal right. with? Absolutely. Uh, but no, I would say the city of Wheeling Police Department is competitively paid.
1: So, if in terms of attracting people, that that is. It will always be a factor. Money is always a factor. I, but 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 that's not a big deal. I mean, if p- people want to get into law enforcement, have an interest in it. They're reasonably compensated here.
3: I'm compensated. The you know benefits can sometimes you know improve, sure. yeah. but um, for the most part. I mean, there's a, it's very it's very fascinating the whole recruitment today. It's very fascinating. Some some people don't want to work in an environment like Wheeling. I mean, we're the largest in the region. Um, you're going to be the most active, which is something that I would have been drawn to, but I'm not so sure younger folks today want would, that. would want that.
1: I, I, Bob's giving me the signal we've got to take a break, but be, uh, and then I'm going to have to uh, say thank you. But before I do that, I wanted to ask you about another area, um, and it, it, it ties in, I think, to some extent with this recidivism business, and that is uh, how concerned are you about the homeless situation?
3: Well, um, from a law enforcement point of view. It, well, I and mean, that's the way I look at it. I have to look at it that way. I am a compassionate individual. Try to think outside the box. The homeless issue is a problem. Um, when you have, uh, I mean, I'm concerned about the, this, uh, the, the encampments, right? I mean, that's we're going to find issues there. I mean, we're already seeing it. Wherever there is a larger group like uh, an encampment, a larger encampment, there's going to be issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to continually arrest the same individuals that are residing in those encampments. They become a den of these overdoses we're talking about. Um, I have concerns that if you're going to um, coddle instead of maybe try to have some accountability, that it just makes the problem worse. I have concerns that that the homeless situation in Wheeling is is probably adverse to, to positive growth and business uh, uh, attraction, um, those are all concerns. But there's no doubt that, that the homeless population, and it's not just a dig towards those individuals, but because of either their mental illness or their substance use disorder, they are a large component um, involved, particularly with our nuisance crimes.
1: I, I often talk on the show about I have three areas I think that we need to deal with with homeless, and I won't get into all of that right now. But one of them is we've got to acknowledge that there is a law enforcement issue here that there are that there are members of the homeless community who are committing crimes, and in some cases, serious crimes. We had several of them this past year that we made you know that made uh, big news. So. Um, just do another overdose alert? I just got a note here that says another overdose alert went out today. I couldn't answer that one. Okay. It <laughs> just, just popped up from T V seven there. Um but anyways, um but we've got to acknowledge that 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 there is there are criminals. Not that not that homeless are criminals, but there are criminals who also are homeless, and we've got to deal with the criminals just like we deal with the criminal in any part of our society.
3: Absolutely. And, and the thing that frustrates me around, around the issue as well is that we're so busy talking about that that nobody's talking about the repeated victims. I mean, they, that's and that's where the law enforcement side comes in, is who's looking out for these folks that are having their their property either broken into or their property stolen um, just over and over again? I mean, you know, I don't know how many bicycles are stolen every day uh, if if you leave something on the porch it's going to be gone that's where i'm concerned i want to look out for the victims and you know any smart officer when we have a theft is going to respond to the nearest homeless encampment to look for that property
1: but again i got i have to move on here but uh part of the problem is as you arrest them they go into the system come out of the system and they're right back out on the street again
3: Looked at some data yesterday, Howard, um, young lady, clearly has some mental health issues. Uh, just in the last 12 months, 90 police encounters just for this individual, arrested 34 times. Wow. And, and is out right now walking the streets.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll t- leave it at that and talk about it some other time, Chief. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks very much. I awesome. got one question.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. I didn't Chief, get- <laughs> how long you been here now?
3: That's a great question. I'm not sure. Now it's it, it'll be 12 years in June. 12. Years. Wheeling's
2: starting to grow on you a little bit. Second home.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I, I grew up just south of here, so it's 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 I'm back home. I've been back home for 12 years. Well,
2: that's great. That right. really makes me feel good. You, uh, you
1: you gonna stick around for a while? I don't mean like here in the radio station, <laughs> or I mean, but I mean, um, you're not thinking of or anything like that, are you?
3: Well, I'm getting old. You know. Well, I mean, we all are getting old. Yeah, believe I'm getting me. Getting old, uh, but I still feel young. <laughs> right, despite some of those metal joints, but um, yeah, I don't have any intention. Uh, yeah, but I, but I, at some I'm, point, you know, you're going to have to give up the reins to to a younger person. You're a lot it.
2: better place with you, Chief, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting
1: here. Yeah, I, that's I absolutely that. absolutely true. And you, you've been building a good department, to, and you we we lost a lot of older officers during your tenure. A lot of folks who had just you know hit re- their retirement age and left. People that we all knew for decades, and you've brought some good folks in. Yes so you've got some people working with you that are that are that are good for you.
3: I'm very proud at that open house last night just looking around at the, the men and women that were representing the Wheeling Police Department. There's a lot to be proud of.
1: Chief, appreciate your time. We we'll need to do it more often. You're right. We shouldn't just do it once a year. So I
3: mean, You know where I'm at and I love I love always love coming by.
1: All right, appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh way behind time. Sorry about that, Bob. Let's get uh Taylor, Taylor Long in here right now from the Big 7.
4: Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 1st. As Human Trafficking Awareness Month draws to a close, it doesn't signify the end of the relentless efforts by local organizations to combat the issue. Last night at St. Michael Parish in Wheeling, several groups came together to educate the public on the issue and to introduce them to organizations they can volunteer with. Amy Carl Miesel, the head of the pro-life group at St. Michael Parish in Wheeling, tells us that a lot of the human trafficking they are seeing in the area goes hand-in-hand with drug addiction. She says that one of the biggest goals is to educate the young and give them the tools they need to handle themselves if they ever find themselves in a situation involving human trafficking. Some continuing coverage. An investigation is ongoing after a man was shot in the face on I-470 in Pulteney Township. The Ohio State Highway Patrol's St. Clairsville Barracks says they received a 911 phone call that a truck driver had been shot near Mile Marker 3 on the westbound side. Ellenboro resident Michael Brundage was discovered by troopers with a gunshot wound to the face. EMS service were then called in and he was taken to the hospital. Troopers say he was alert and conscious at the time of being taken in. And a quick traffic update this morning beginning today through February 16th, a section of Wiley Ridge Road in Weirton will be reduced to one lane from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. for tree trimming. Traffic will be managed by flaggers. Delays are expected, so consider alternate routes. That would be County Route 11 or WV2. Schedule may change due to weather or unforeseen circumstances. And in Ohio County, a portion of West Virginia Route 2 at 1115 Main Street in Wheeling will be restricted to one lane from 830 AM to 3 PM today for gas line maintenance. Commuters in the area are advised to slow down and expect delays. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
5: It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like The Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, The Health Plan.
2: How tough are you? It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest, co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County, CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line, coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughMan.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your Stuff in the ring. Sign up at wvtoughman.com. Tickets go on sale this Saturday at the West Banko Arena box office or online at westbankoarena.com. It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man contest coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banko Arena. Planning to stay in Wheeling Tough Man weekend? The Wheeling, Ohio County CVB is offering special hotel rates for Tough Man fighters, ring girls, and fans. For details, visit wvtoughman.com. Get your tickets today and tough it out.
4: Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. and prepared
2: information interviews debates and discussion plus an occasional rant
1: with bob slider behind the board this is the watchdog morning show
0: with howard monroe trailer for sale or rent rooms to let 50 cents no phone, no pool, no pets, ain't got no cigarettes, ah, but two hours of pushing broom, buys a twelve 12 four-bit broom, I'm a man of means by no means, king of the road.
1: Maybe THE definitive Third song for Roger Miller? Certainly one of them. Oh yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Song. It's good stuff. This has been good music today. I mean, our country music, it's amazing how much I realize I like country music when we play. You know, it's not something, I don't have country music albums at home or country music Spotify or Pandora or that kind of stuff. I don't listen to the country music Sirius XM channels. You know, I'm a 70s on 7 kind of guy. But
2: when we play the country music here, I realize how much I like country music. You are a country boy, Howard. I thought Rick was going to ask Sarah to dance there when we had Hank Snow. That's not a joke.
1: I, i We have cameras. I had cameras on in the studio. Our video feed died halfway through their interview. Sarah, I could put on camera. Rick was not in a camera location. So you couldn't, if you were watching the video, you couldn't see him. But if you could, I am swear, I thought he was going to get up and start dancing. I really was into Hank Snow. Yes. He absolutely
2: was. We need to get Chief
1: Schwarzbeger in here more often.
2: He really is good, Howard. I told you earlier, you know, it makes me a little uncomfortable, a little nervous, but. uh, I really, I mean that the city of Wheeling is better with him here running the police department. You know, he gets a reputation
1: in some areas as being a hard ass, and well, he, he comes off like and that. And he is, and he is. But you look at some of the stuff he's done. He has brought social—I'm calling social workers—that's not what he calls them—but he's brought people onto the team. That uh, that understand the the human side of law enforcement. He uh, he he he's made this very data driven, which I think is uh, true. He's got these things like the crisis intervention team. Uh, you know, he's working with Northwood. He's working with other agencies, um, trying to uh, trying to take a look at at crime from the whole perspective. You know, crime is crime, and I'm with him. I just told him off the air. I said, "Look, I'm a pinko liberal, liberal commie." Okay. <laughs> left-leaning, radical, whatever the callers want to call me. But I agree with him that this issue of, of people going into jail and just getting sent right back out again is crazy. Uh, somewhere along the way, and I liked his phrase, he said, you know, we have to stop worrying about the jail costs and start worrying about the human costs of people in the community. Um, so I, I'm with him there. But I, I think the chief understands, and he tells us this when he comes in, that, that there's a, you have to look at the whole thing. You have to look at... Yes, you're. If you're committing a crime, if you're walking the street uh, with the, with the gun and you're you're a criminal, you got to go away. But we also have to understand, to some extent, why that happened. in many cases, that's because of the opioid problem and the other addictive problems and. You can sense the chief really understand. I think he feels it too.
2: I, mean, I, I think know. I think, I, I think so too, Howard. I thought the answer was great. And how about the answer when I asked him about you know, wheeling kind of your second home? He said, "No, no, no. I'm home. I'm this, home. this is my home." <laughs> what
1: a great answer! It is eight before the hour. It's the watchdog. It's been a busy day. Good day. Busy, today. busy, busy, Man, busy, Howard. This was a good day today. You know, may, we may have a hard time tomorrow. Is our highlight day? We have to. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a low, low, low point of the show. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but we have a lot to uh, to pick from from this week. We it's, do. We really been, do. This has been a really busy week and before i get to bob westfall just can you believe that it's all we're done with thursday no tomorrow and is friday
2: and we haven't i don't think we really touched on it we're done with january howard That's january right. that coldest month is gone
1: and tomorrow is
2: groundhog day it all changes tomorrow
1: but not in west virginia because the governor canceled groundhog day What? yeah because we
2: french what's the other box of tony some money or something howard <laughs> What's French Creek Freddy or
1: something like that is our version of Groundhog Day. And he says that the Biden administration is uh, uh, too anti-environmental, and so French Creek Freddy can't can't. Going to leave him
2: be. Oh, it's going to be Baby Dog. Going to see if Baby (laughs) Baby Dog sees her shadow. I don't know. Baby Dog makes a big shadow. That's what I'm sure. (laughs)
1: Let's go to Bob Westfall the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob.
5: Morning, Howard. Uh, I hope you guys are happy. You just jinxed us. Ooh. <laughs> January is not always the coldest month of the year.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: Let's
5: let's remember February. Yeah.
2: it was 80 one day last year, Bob,
1: so I did forget about that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The problem is our winters, you just never know. You know, are we going to get 10 feet oh, of I snow know. and two degrees below zero, or is it going to be 80 and the birds are going to be tweeting? You just never know.
5: I know. So let's hope. Well, I I'm all for it.
1: I do hope. So I'm I'm in a good mood this morning. Bob started me off with a glazed donut today and so I've been sugared up from the beginning the to sugar the end. High. Yeah, there I'm on sugar go. high all morning and it just when to begin to come down. He brought me a Pepsi so now I'm got my Pepsi and so I'm riding high this morning. Oh, I shouldn't. The chief was just here. I should be careful what I'll I will be I back, Howard. Sugar high, chief. A sugar high I'm talking about. Talking about.
5: Yeah, you're old, I mean, What kind of, I mean too much insulin or Something maybe I
1: I take just enough insulin, but I take insulin every single night. Yeah. Although you actually take care of yourself actually, take you know what? Blood. My blood sugar was high this morning, which probably was not the best day for me to have a glazed donut. <laughs> but anyways yeah, I yeah. did. I did. Let's get to the big seven. What are you working on today? What's exciting?
5: All right. A few things. I'm gonna ask you. Sure. Uh, one of our fellow stations did us uh, did a public comment with their viewers and your listeners. Most romantic restaurants in the area Ooh, yeah what, what do they think they are i mean uh, this was out of our cleveland station so i i've actually been to a couple of the restaurants but what are the most romantic with valentine's day coming up
2: bobby so. you got any thoughts on that well i don't have a lot of romance in my life right now bob but uh, <laughs> i was thinking right off the top of my head in, in the old days when i was married and uh, threw a little romance after once in a while i always thought red lobster was special
1: I was going to say again, old days not there anymore, but maybe its replacement is. I was going to say, in the old days, Ernie's Esquire was the romantic place to go, and I think maybe Char House fills
5: that bill right now. Part of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's a good one.
1: I also think uh, I think Undo's can do a really nice, good romantic job. What um, was
5: the uh, What was the seafood place up in Wellsburg, or Vol. Oh, there? the oh, Anchor Room. The
1: anchor Room. Oh,
5: man. Yeah, that was back in the day too.
1: But that was that was uh, Luffy That was quality, and Andrew, good stuff. That was quality stuff. Man, that was a that was a great place. Yeah, absolutely.
5: So I just I saw that and I just thought I'd ask.
1: That's an interesting. Uh, that's actually very interesting. Which you may have yeah. given me a little topic for tomorrow. Come to think of it, we'll see what He <laughs> needs. Listen. All the help there he you can get. <laughs> I have to say all that's right, good. Well, that's interesting. I'm I like sure that. The checks in the mail.
5: Okay, <laughs> that's good. What else? Uh, Uh, something on our website. Wheeling has sent out its third overdose uh, spike announcement. Um, I get the uh, push announcements in the email. This will be the third one since the 24th, so um, kind of unusual. We kind of went uh, almost six weeks without anything, and now in the last two, we've gotten two of those, so we're going to be keeping an eye on that today. We just had the the
1: chief in here with us this last hour, and uh, we were talking about the overdose problems and You know, what does an overdose alert mean? It means get ready, because if you know somebody who maybe is doing drugs too much, you better be prepared with extra Narcan and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, if you are using it, it might be a good time to just say, why don't I take a break this weekend because things are going bad.
5: Right. So we've got that. Uh, Sad story. Uh, Art McKenzie passed away this weekend. Yeah. He was So I
1: I don't know anybody who had more different political careers than he did. I mean— Warden, right. warden of the penitentiary, member of the House of Delegates, police chief in Wheeling, sheriff, a county commissioner, mayor of Bethlehem, uh, all in different areas. You know, he just, yep. he was all over the place, all over the years. Yeah.
5: So we're going to do a little piece of memorializing him. I mean, if you read his obit, I mean, from Pearl Harbor to. Yep. um, amazing story so anyway um we're going to do a little bit on the uh former sheriff we've got that today uh also our sweet piece the big story today is as you know downtown is completely uh literally a war zone uh, traffic everything like that uh well we visited a local town that went through the same thing a few years ago oh really and and they are thriving downtown is
2: anybody left bob (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, we talked to the mayor. We talked to the uh, former head of downtown of the Main Street project in Cambridge. Uh, Colin Roos was there yesterday, and uh, so I uh, just wanted to kind of show that uh, you know what, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, that's that's a great and, that's and,
1: a great story idea. I will be eagerly awaiting to, to see that piece. That's that's really a good that's that's a good so idea. We'll,
5: uh, cu- Colin will have that tonight in our six o'clock, and then again in the evening. So uh, I thought that was a great story to go somewhere that went through the same growing pains, um, pushing for a dynamic downtown, and and Cambridge pulled it off. Uh, businesses were st- are still there. Uh, uh thriving now so so maybe a little hope for our people downtown so so there is light at the end today. of the tunnel
1: that's that's a really that's a great story idea and uh, i'm looking forward to that uh real quick off the text line ellen jacks someone suggested is another good uh local that's a good one romantic restaurant so there you go bob i gotta run i uh, always enjoyed talking to you good conversation what are you thank you particularly for giving me a, a topic for tomorrow most romantic great restaurants in town <laughs> See you, Bob. My pleasure. All right, talk we'll talk later. to you tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's it. I gotta say, sign I see you. Bye-bye, farewell. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. kirchhoff has got the calm coming up next. Slider and I, all things considered. When Bob Dorse used to say, Good Lord willing, Creeks Don't Rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, the Friday show. Highlights of the week gone by. And uh, travel show. McCabe and I, all kinds
0: of good stuff. No no, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes uh, but two hours of pushing broom buys a eight by twelve four bedroom. I'm up.